Yes. Okay. Uh, Zivon did not like it. <laughs> no, just let, just shoot from the hip. Okay. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Famous Last Words, a filmmaking, film reviewing, film appreciating, occasional filmmaking insider tips and tricks podcast filmed here in lovely east side of Detroit. My name is Andrew Alden, and you are? Teresa Alden. And we are married. Not related. Not related. Well, we are related oh. by marriage. Yes, I guess. <laughs> um, we uh, It's our first podcast of 2023, so happy 2023. Um, do you have any... Uh, New Year's resolutions? Mm. Well, I guess watch more movies. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think that's mine too. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> nice. So today we're talking about our last movie we watched in 2022. And that movie is Luca Guadagnino's Bones and All. Uh, and the logline for this movie is Love blossoms between a young woman on the margins of society played by Taylor Russell, and a disenfranchised drifter, played by Timothy Chalamet, as they embark on a 3,000-mile odyssey through the back roads of America in the 1980s. However, despite their best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying past in a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive the differences. And before we get into it, I find that to be incredibly misleading. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I do remember when I first heard about this movie, which was kind of late, like it had either just come out or was about to come out, and I text, and I heard it was like Cannibal Love Story, and I texted you, and I was just like, yes, this movie. Yeah, this is a director, Luca Guadagnino is a director that we both really, really love. I think our favorite, my favorite's A Bigger Splash probably, but he's also known for the Suspiria remake, and I Am Love. Um, and call me by your name. Uh, so our expectations were pretty high going into this one. I'm always open for whatever fantasy, whatever visual fantasy we're going on. And this movie is no different. It has a basic different idea to coverage. It has a different idea to story structure. Uh, David Kajdanich, I believe is how you say his name, um, is the writer of this movie. He also wrote Suspiria and call me by, uh, sorry. Suspiria and A Bigger Splash. Mm. And he's also written Luca Guadagnino's next movie. And he's an incredibly interesting writer. Um, This movie is light on the plot, maybe. Yeah. I felt maybe like I had high expectations for it. And so there was some letdown. But I think overall, still a good movie. Nice. Pretty. Very pretty, a very pretty movie. The um, there should be no doubts whether or not Luca Guadagnino is a master filmmaker. Though there's an opening sequence in this movie where, and we're spoiling the the pants off this movie starting mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so if you don't want to listen, skip here and go to the end of the podcast and just don't go, listen. Yeah, just go back to listening to American Life or whatever people listen to in 2023. <laughs> um, so at the in the beginning of the movie there's a sequence where it kind of plays as like a romantic sequence where uh Taylor Russell's character Marin um is kind of the new girl in school and she kind of maybe is kind of seducing this other lady and she gets invited she sneaks out of her house and she goes to this party and they're like painting their nails and it's very 1980s 
and then she bites off the lady's finger. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of this movie has a distinct John Hughes Pretty in Pink vibe, and it's very effective in the sense that it kind of makes you forget that this is a story about cannibalism. Um, because, like, leading up to it, even when the dad says, like, no, you can't have sleepovers, or she basically says, no, my dad wouldn't let me, you kind of, like, don't make the connection that the reason why she can't is because she is a cannibal and can't control it. You just think like, oh, overbearing father, single father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so when she, you know, is laying under this glass table, which is a really pretty shot, next to a woman, you just think they're going to kiss, like, because she seems very aroused, and then she bites off her finger, and you were like, oh, right, this is a movie about cannibalism, mm-hmm. and there's going to be blood and gore. Yeah, and it is pretty bloody and pretty gory. The movie also features uh, Mark Reliance on a uh, in a supporting role as maybe the bad guy. His motivations seem a little murky for everything he does, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you had some thoughts on this character. Yeah, I was going to point out that this was my like big issue with the film was that you know he starts off like all the other characters were you know not fully good, not fully bad. They kind of feel like real people. His eccentricities didn't bother me, didn't make me feel like, oh, he's not a real person. What really bothered me was, like, where they took his character at the end. They really decided to, like, villainize him, and it just felt like a huge switch from the beginning because, you know, at the end he basically stalks her and then tries to rape her, and it's all very gruesome and uncomfortable and terrible, and it just, it screamed young adult novel, which is what this is based off of. Mm. And that really disappointed me because I thought, like, the translation from book to screen and the in the hands of the director and the writer, that maybe, like, a lot of that YA stuff would be stripped out, but... Right, because this isn't for teen... I mean, this movie yeah. is definitely not for, you know, teenagers, young teenagers. It's not really... Yeah, and I feel like they don't try to publicize that it's from, you know, based on the novel. Like, that's not the main marketing plug, so that means they, you know, they weren't prioritizing that they were trying it probably is different from the book i haven't read the book mm-hmm. but i was a little bit disappointed in like how black and white the ending was yeah i guess this movie was at least a little bit based off of um or they were cognizant of it when they were writing the script of um badlands the the terrence malick movie um mm. and i can see that i guess you know i i Things, things, so like, something I really didn't like about this movie is I actually thought Timothy Chalamet was not that great. Like, I felt like, you know, his character is supposed to seem kind of, I don't know, ambiguous, <laughs> aloof. Um, and I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. It seemed also that, like, almost all of his dialogue must have been, like, done in post. It was so mumbly. It was so it? mumbly, and then it was, like, very clear, but, like, you know, I don't know. I just had a problem. Like I didn't feel any sort of connection to his character. Didn't the characterization didn't do much for me um, overall? Like he has some nice moments, but overall, like I just kind of felt like uh, that this could have been done differently. Maybe there wasn't a lot on the page. It's a very moody mm-hmm. piece, mm-hmm. which is also something I really liked about the movie. Which is that like the movie feels like a young a young filmmaker like Luca Guadagnino feels like in this movie that he's doing things that like are against the rules or it seems like there's a feeling of like, I will try anything. Like I'll, you know, anything to get the scene done, try doing things differently, trying to like break norms, break glass ceilings. Like 
there's a scene when we are introduced to Timothy Chalamet's character as a eater um, that they like do this like step jump thing towards where he's coming from to kind of like get inside her head, um, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. That was very cool. Um, I mean, it's like a really basic technique. It's just literally picking up either punching in the footage in post or picking up the camera, putting it down and just like mm-hmm. stepping it forward. I mean, something that anyone with any, you don't even need sound to do that kind of effect. Um, I did not care for the music, though. I thought the music, like, uh, could have helped a lot of things. It felt like it just didn't. It was, and it's, you know, it's Atticus Ross and, and Trent Reznor. It's, it's not like, <laughs> you know, they, they are masters. I was surprised to hear it was them. I was like, really? Because <laughs> um, I didn't like it that much either. And this is their second cannibal movie. Um, they did uh, The Book of Eli uh, with... Or at least Atticus Ross did the Book of Eli with Denzel Washington, and actually that's a Campbell movie that made an interesting point that I thought was maybe going to. I think it's in the Book of Eli. Maybe it's in the Road. I'm not sure which one of those Campbell-esque movies it's in. Um, but there is a toxin. I think I don't know if this is real, but it's in one of those movies that there's a toxin in humans that if you eat too many humans, you start to kind of go crazy. Mm. Um, that like you're eating. You know, you're not meant to break down human protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that better than what they did with this one. They felt like this it was a parallel of like vampires. Like you have to feed the hunger. Right, right. Yeah, I did. I did. I was not crazy about that idea either. Michael Stolberg has a, a really interesting cameo appearance as like another eater who's like just gross and, oh, yeah. and dirty. And it's also, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, he directed um, George Washington. Is in that scene too, um, and the Halloween movie, the new Halloween movies. Um, but yeah, they have a, a, a scene, a scene stealing scene um, of the movie where he's talking about what bones and all is. It's David Gordon Green. Yes. <laughs> um, I just remembered. Uh, I did not look it up. I was um, trying to look it up. <laughs> right, um, but he he does a scene stealing thing where he kind of he does the same thing he does in Call Me by Your Name. He kind of describes the emotional core of the movie, which is like eating people is like, you know, like eventually you're trying to get to, um, you know, eating the entire person, bones and all. And uh, David Gordon Green's character, who has very, very few lines, I think he has like two lines maybe, um, is just a regular person who wants, like he is a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. So. That scene was great. Yeah, that's a good scene. There's lots of hinted at greater world in this that uh, never really gets tapped into, I think. And that's what I think really frustrated me about the ending was like, you could have gone to a different place, a more subtle place maybe, something related to the core of the movie, the bones and all, and it it just did not deliver on that concept at all. (laughs) Yeah, it, it got kind of lost in a montage scene, montage scene, montage scene, which is really hard to avoid in a road trip movie or any movie to like, you know, here's a scene of some scenery. Here's a scene with some dialogue. It's hard to string scenes together, but like it kind of felt unbalanced and a little bit like they, the <clears throat> runtime was a little padded by extended sequences of montage that like they end up driving back and forth over a lot. It's not like they're going from like Boston to LA or something. They go back and forth between a lot of areas um, yeah. repeatedly. What did you think of the scene with her mother uh, played by Chloe Sevney? Oh, um, I don't know. You really 
putting me on the spot here. I feel like I have no feelings towards it. <laughs> I felt like you're, you know, it's another YA scene. It's like, yeah, it should be the climax. It, and I was, I'm saying this like you'd normally you'd make this like a kind of climax of the movie in a traditional road movie as she finally mm-hmm. gets to see her mother who she's been along with the whole time. But the whole thing is constructed to have this confrontation near the end, maybe. But then the then at the end of the movie, again, huge spoiler, Timothy Chalamet dies and she's going to eat him, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so that's where the mother scene kind of connects. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just feels like it was like not connected in well enough because her mother clearly is another person who is a is a cannibal mm-hmm. and uh, has cut off her own hands to... She ate her own hands. She ate her own hands. Because she didn't have any food source, which... That part, I was like, damn, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. But, yeah. Um, you're right. Like, it's usually the climax of the movie, especially a road film. Um, and I don't know if we got that. And, I mean, I think related to the road film, the thing I did like about it is it definitely contributed to that beautiful imagery everything was filmed very soft and pretty and i really i'm like a sucker for like those kind of horror films with like the juxtaposition of like beautiful and soft and gentle and then it's like brutal and gory and yeah i like that we're moving towards a a less like crushed boosted contrast crushed black look of these movies like they looked like we don't try to do with our movie, like it looked very uh, like postcardy. You know what I mean? Like it looked like, yeah. You know, it looked very pretty. And in, goes in hand in hand with this is like I like that we're moving towards a world where horror can mean a lot of different things, and there can be horror and romance and drama, and they can all be in one. And there's a, a few movies coming out or that have already come out recently that like have some horror elements to them, and I'm really pleased with that because. You know, I'm not a huge, like, blood, tits, and gore kind of horror person. I like the broader definition of it. Right, for sure. I feel like uh, we, you know, we, we're moving into a really interesting time for horror, which is bridging back towards drama. And I think that's a good sign for cinema overall. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we had a question uh, about our our dangerous creation question. Uh, stream of consciousness questions episode um this question uh is uh how do you find actors and collaborators um particularly moving to a new city do you want me to answer this or do you want to answer that question this is a question on a question podcast it's a question on a question podcast yeah <laughs> listen I, they're, they're our audience they're asking questions <laughs> yeah, oh i'm sure they are they are yeah do you want to answer your question Oh uh, no, it's not my question. It's the it's the internet's question. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to answer the internet's question? The, yeah, I I I I'm like the Lorax. I speak for the trees. <laughs> I you know. Um, funny enough, this does come from somebody whose handle is the Lorax. <laughs> uh, so uh, you do you want to answer the Lorax's question? Or can, you, can you repeat it? It's been a while now. <clears throat> uh, how do you find actors or collaborators? do it i think covid has changed things i think we found them through meetups and groups i think the best way to find actors uh particularly if you're a young person is to find the nearest drama 
school or college and, and go to some place mm-hmm. and meet, try to meet people after and don't be creepy. Don't eat people, you know, like, you know, like just go to plays, go out there, see things. People are always, there's lots of actors in any town. There's always going to be somewhere in like an hour or two drive. You can find collaborators who are doing community theater, sign up for community theater, do chorus parts or whatever. I think those are the best way. You just got to be open. They're not, yeah. people are not going to, Especially in this day and age, there's no there's the, the the myth of the the genius sitting off in the shadows that people want to find just doesn't exist anymore. You have to kind of be selling yourself, and uh, the proof is actually in the pudding. Like you know, you it's about showing up and and doing the work. Um, I think Craigslist is probably no longer really viable, and I think Facebook is even more hit and miss because unless it's like an actor group, that's true. If it's like a local, if it's just like you know. You know, Muskegon, Michigan mm-hmm. actors uh, group, which I don't know if there is one, uh, but you know, mm-hmm. go on there and like find the local group. Uh, just be like really upfront that you want to learn, you want to find new people. Don't try to like come in with ego. Ego will get you. You know, even if you're insecure, ego will, will roast you online. People will will see right through you if you say, "Hey, I want actors for my 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 film horror movie. It's part of a." seven movie arc uh that actually has some fantasy elements and some cg people will see your through your bullshit if you're just say hey i'm out here i want to learn i've read some scripts i'm looking to work with actors that's the best way to find people because everyone wants to be in the movies yeah yeah i think you're right just meet people and find go to the things around that might have people that have this interest in making films or acting and interested in film and theater and um and then yeah i think recommend recommendations from others is really great because that's where we've found a lot of the actors that we have worked with in our our bigger films like the features um usually it's someone recommended by another actor but we a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend or yeah so meeting people and then those people can help also recommend people is always really great and like use your youth. Use like that you have lots of energy. Sign up to do a twenty four hour film. Some places they they assign you a team when you get there. Find be like, I'd love to get coffees on a twenty four hour film and meet people. You gotta start in at the ground floor sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we gotta get out of here. Um, thanks so much for ta- talking with me, Teresa. Thank you. Uh, we are going to talk about another food based movie soon. Uh, it's our next podcast, in fact. Uh, it might have something to do with a menu of food, not just a single human dish. <laughs> I'm Andrew Alden. I'm Teresa Alden. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.